Welcome to Be Brave at Work, a podcast devoted to helping you take the next step in your workplace. Each week, we'll be talking with real people with real stories about things they have not said or done or have said or done in their workplace that required bravery. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. This is Ed Everts, and I'm the founder and president of Excellius Leadership Development. Welcome to Be Brave at Work, a podcast devoted to helping you take the next step in your workplace. I hope you'll listen to our past podcast conversations, and if you'd like to hear past episodes, go to BeBraveAtWork.com, subscribe to our podcasts, and learn some valuable lessons about bravery at work. My new book, Drive Your Career, Nine High-Impact Ways to Take Responsibility for Your Success, is now available in paperback, on Kindle, and in audio at Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, and any online book retailer you prefer. Check out Drive Your Career today. Our podcast today is sponsored by Cabot Risk Strategies. Based in Woburn, Massachusetts, Cabot Risk Strategies has created innovative and customized insurance strategies for individuals and families, businesses, nonprofits, commercial real estate, and public entities. Cabot's client base continues to expand both within the region and within the markets they serve. And if you are looking for customized insurance services and solutions, contact Cabot at 800-222-5963 or visit them for more information at cabotrisk.com. I'm really excited to welcome you back to part two of our conversation with Joe DeRoma. Joe is the managing partner of the successful Mail North America and spent nearly two decades in the hospitality industry being at an organization called Bloomin' Brands. Joe held positions as managing partner of a multi-million dollar restaurant, leading teams in operations to overseeing productivity for 189 locations, creating initiatives to enhance adjusted operating margins and simplify operational execution. In this time at Bloomin' Brands, Joe discovered his passion for people development. Being a product of personal transformation himself, Joe wanted to provide support for others to discover their full potential and gifts. It is embedded in this story that we chat about bravery in the workplace. Let's continue our conversation with Joe DeRoma. Well, I love, Joe, your story. I love the fact that you believe that life is uh, the result of choices. And I don't know if you've gotten enough credit in your lifetime, but you made a choice that lots of people think about, but not everyone can do. And I would suspect most people aren't successful, which is to change the direction that you're going in, which is a choice. And I also believe, I'm a big, big believer that life is the result of choices. Some we have no choice over, but in most days, 95% of things that happen to us you know, from the shirt we wear to the interactions we have, our choices. And that you chose to take responsibility for your actions because they come from you and the subsequent results that come from those actions, right? Because if you don't and you're always blaming and acting like the victim of everyone else, you're never going to be able to choose effectively to, to make great progress. So, you know, I'm honored to be speaking with you and I think that's a fantastic uh, direction that you've gone in. So let's talk a little bit about bravery in the workplace. And I'm curious, Joe, from your perspective, and you know, clearly you've worked in you know, what I would call restaurant retail, which has high turnover, uh, high customer service expectations, a million things can go wrong every day. Uh, you know, it's a highly intense, and I spent 20 years in retailing, but clothing retail. But you know, I used to tell people, one of the things that was unique about retailing is that at 10 in the morning, the curtain goes up and you're live. 
And now you have to interact with people and who knows what's going to happen that day until the curtain closes at nine o'clock that night. And, uh, you know, it's a highly volatile, active environment. And in the midst of all that, you were doing operations strategy and training and helping make sure that these outcomes were productive. So putting that hat on for a moment, if I could ask you to do so and thinking back to those days, potentially, you know, what are two or three words that you think of when you think about bravery in the workplace? I would say number one is integrity. Uh, it's the guiding light of all life, and in, in, in my opinion, I know specifically for my life it is because I, I've been on both sides of it, right? <clears throat> so having zero to ensuring it's the most important thing in my life. Uh, so in the workplace, it's about having integrity for the standards that are put in place by the person that employs you upholding those standards. I would say that it's, uh, having integrity for, for yourself. Um, you know, like Don Miguel Ruiz says, be impeccable with your word. Uh, the second word would be values. I think too often people are very wishy-washy with how they behave and it's because they haven't clearly defined what their top five values are. And it's, it's, it's not just, it's not just words. It's, it's a barometer for your behavior and it's, it's something to aspire to. Yes. Are there going to be days where you put those at stake with, with, in regards to your own humanity, because you don't live up to them? Yes. And that's okay. As long as you go back and correct that and recognize it within a contemplation practice that you have where you're, you're, you're looking at those, right? The last thing would be purpose. If you are someone that is living in your highest purpose, you will be somebody that is not only living with integrity and living up to your values, you'll have the energy, the emotional intelligence and the clarity of thought in order to execute those for you to be able to show up however it is necessary that would best serve you in that position, as well as showing up for the company that you work or your business if you own your own business. And you'll be very steadfast in your decision making because you'll have alignment very clearly on where you're going and, and what it is that you, you like, right? One of the wisest things I ever heard um, from one of my mentors was when you make a decision, stick to it. Because so much of so much of worry and anxiety, irritability and discontent comes from indecision, you know, and, and if and if everyone has the right to be wrong, which I am quite often, I should probably start keeping a checklist just like the rest of us up. Oh, I was wrong about that again. Right. If everyone has the right to be wrong, then I need to make a decision and move forward. And then if it's the right one, then I'll be rewarded of, with those consequences. And if it's the wrong decision, then I'll learn and I'll grow from it. Well, I think those are three great words, integrity, values and purpose. If we could go back over them just for a couple of minutes, because I'd love to illustrate for our listeners how having integrity can help you be brave at work. So if there's something you need to say that no one has said. Uh, it might be to a boss or a peer or about behavior or something that they're doing that's not having a good impact or something you need to do at an organization that takes bravery to do it. You know, can you help us weave 
integrity with saying something that needs to be said or doing something that needs to be done? Sure. I, I mean, I would say that very. it's very important for us to understand that, you know, bravery itself, I'm sure you already know, is, you know, having mental or, you know, mental strength in the face of a difficulty at work in this case. And I think it's important for people to understand that it's okay to be afraid. A lot of our guests have said that bravery uh, and times of bravery is messy. It's ugly, right? It's not some like perfect little experience that you're going to have. So if you need to have a colleague uh, conversation with a boss about something that you think the boss needs to hear and you're concerned about how the boss might react, I mean, these are ugly, problematic, challenging experiences. And, you know, we've never said on this show, uh, nor would I ever say that there's a magic formula out there that if you do steps one, two and three, boom, it's done. Right. These are all different experiences with different people, with different topics, and it can be a very challenging you know, type of experience. So I'll give this to your listeners. And this is something that I learned from studying emotions. And if bravery is, like we said, showing up to face a difficulty in fear or having courage or showcasing courage uh, as the definition of bravery, well, then it's important for us to understand that you can't draw on the emotion of bravery or courage without fear. So it's not that there's some sort of absence of fear. It's deciding that I'm going to be brave in the face of fear. If there wasn't fear, I wouldn't ever be able to be brave. It's impossible. It, it, you have to make that distinction in terms of you know, the emotions. So what I would say is, is that um, whenever you are showing up for yourself, that's integrity. Whenever you're showing up for your values, that's clearly stating what is most important to you in your life. And when you're showing up in your purpose, that's what's going to give you the energy to live up to your integrity and values. Then you are being brave because you're being you and you're being you in, in, a, in a workplace that doesn't necessarily always want you to be. They want you to be obedient and they want conformity so that they can get the results that they want. So that way, when the, you know, when the, um, you know, the quarterly review call comes, right that they look good, right? And that they're showing up for themselves. And, and that's great. Good for them. They're filling their role. But it's also important for you to fulfill yours to yourself because integrity and self-worth are always in perfect harmony and confidence is sure to follow. So the, the quite often people don't realize that as you lower your integrity, you're lowering your self-worth. And if you're doing that, you're never going to be able to show up how you want to. And many companies are the types of companies you're describing, Joe, that culturally don't support bravery, right? They don't want people to be themselves. And some of our speakers or guests have talked about emo uh, uh, psychological safety, right? That this goal of having psychological safety in the workplace where I can be who I am and say what I need to say without feeling judged or belittled or embarrassed is important because if you don't do that, and or if you don't have a great relationship with your team, the likelihood of them being honest with you is diminished. If we can, let's go to your second one, values. And you know, I would tell you I'm not a statistician, but I would guess 90 percent of people have not sat down to think about what the five things are that they represent or who they are or how people perceive them in the marketplace. And 
Uh, it sounds as though you're somebody who believes that, you know, having three to five to seven words that you demonstrate as a leader and as a person, and as a husband, a father, a son, a cousin, an uncle, you know, next door neighbor, et cetera, are important. Absolutely. And you should know them through and through, you know, it's minor love, faith, integrity, money, legacy. And it, the reason why I know them like that is because I want to be very clear with myself about how I show up in the world. Uh, because like I said before, being so wishy-washy, floating in the wind with my behavior like a feather, um, that's the opposite of character, right? Which is defined as moral ex excellence or firmness, which means you're very, you're, you're, you're there, you know? And I think one of the practices that, um, I generated, uh, from Benjamin Franklin, who's a man that I've studied quite a bit. Um, I did his 13 virtues practice. Uh, he was a practitioner of nightly contemplation, reflecting on his day, seeing where he showed up as the man of character that he wanted to be, where he didn't show up. Was there an amends to be made, circling back, cleaning up that stuff? Because he always he always believed that if you did those things, that you would be keeping your your soul very clean. And, and, and when you keep your soul clean, um, you are given uh, quite the, the sobering mind. You know, you just have a very clarity of thought. You're able to, to, to focus more. And, uh, you know, it's, it's if you're living intentionally like that and placing those dis disciplines within your life, you're granted a large amount of freedom. Well, I love those uh, aspects of Benjamin Franklin, especially the one where you think back and say, did I not show up today the way that I want to show up? And do I need to make amends? I will tell you, most leaders uh, don't even think that. And because they don't think it, never make amends, right? So they may have said something at a meeting or treated somebody in a way that upon reflection doesn't honor those values. And they should talk to the person the next day and say, hey, I just wanted to share with you. I was not at my best yesterday. If I offended you in any way, it was not intentional. And I hope we can continue to have a great relationship, right? That doesn't happen uh, you know, enough in uh, professional environments in order to do that. So the last one was purpose. And you know, something I noted was just about clarity. And, you know, clarity is a very important aspect about being brave at work where you sit back and reflect, you know, what is it, you know, what is it I want to say to my boss or my peer, or my subordinate, colleague, client, et cetera, and why, you know, why is this important? And that's why I like that question of not, hey, how this uh, experience unfolded was right or wrong, but, you know, is it good or not good or is it helpful or not helpful? And it's not helpful. You know, perhaps I should do something about it. So, you know, it sounds like purpose and having clarity around purpose, you know, from your perspective is equally important. Agreed. Uh, and the reason is, is because that's the that's the driver. That's uh, we've all heard the purpose driven life. I mean, we we've that's been beaten into us, you know, for us, you know, readers that it's it's like it's everywhere, you know, so. Um, and you want to know why it is everywhere because it's that important. People don't go around saying things like that if it's not meaningful. So, you know, I think one of the biggest things in terms of what our, our life is to be is we do want to have deep meaning. And if I'm living my highest purpose and I'm going into situations where I show up and, and my integrity 
I've aligned my behavior with my values and I'm leading with my highest purpose. And I'm very afraid of this confrontation with my boss and I follow through anyways. And maybe it didn't go exactly as I wanted it to, but the outcome was, was a great outcome. And I transcended my old self because it's not something that I would have ever done before by doing that, having that level of assertiveness in the workplace. That gives my life deep meaning. Transcending the old self. And you can't get there and have the bravery to do it until you've clearly defined who, what you want and who you are. Because when you're standing on that firm foundation of that much knowing of you yourself and you've done that work, then you can show up in confidence. You know, you can show up for yourself. Um, and when you do that, people treat you differently. Bosses treat you differently. People talk to you differently, you know, and it's amazing what will happen when you continuously just show up like that and that consistency, um, how things will begin to shift in your whole world because you did the internal work necessary rather than trying to control all of the situations out here and the circumstances. Why don't we focus on the things that we can control? And that's ourselves, our emotions, our behavior, and how we show up. Like you said in the beginning, that's my choice. Let's work on that. And then I'm here to tell you as an example, if you continuously do that a little bit each day over time, just like the law of compounding development states an irrefutable success principle, small, simple decisions made consistently over time produce radical outcomes of results. It's true in success, finances, relationships. And when you do that, you'll amaze yourself. Well, I love this aspect of choice. And uh, I'm a big believer that if you choose to be different, you will be treated differently, right? So if you don't like how things are happening, it might be part of your behavior and how you're interacting. And you may even unintentionally be uh, creating it or supporting it, right? So you really have to be introspective with yourself to understand. And I'm going to leave our call today, Joe, with a goal for something I've not done in a long, long time, which is to identify what my three to five to seven values are. Uh, you know, I use these as an opportunity to learn myself, and that's not something I've done, and it is important to me, right? At this stage in my life, it's important for me to know what my purpose is and why I do what I do and to ensure that they align with our values. So thank you so much for that idea today. My pleasure. And as we're closing off, it has been fantastic speaking with you, and thank you for your observations about the work that you're doing. Thank you for your thoughts about how you see bravery in the workplace. And if people want to talk a little bit more with you about the work that you're doing or bravery, et cetera, how can they get in touch with you? Absolutely. You can reach me on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn, all Joseph DeRoma. Um, I can be found that way. I return messages. I love connecting with new people. Um, some of the best and most rewarding relationships that I've had over the last 12 years have come from complete strangers that have turned into dear friends and connections. And um, I just look forward to hearing from folks from your audience and, and however I can be of service or if you want to tell me a story, let's do it. 
Great, great. Well, Joe, thank you so much for being a guest on our podcast today. Thank you. And to our listeners, thank you for joining us this week. And we hope you join us next week as we further explore being brave at work. We also remind you to subscribe to our podcast at BeBraveAtWork.com and or download and listen to our podcast on multiple online platforms. We are everywhere. Our podcast today was sponsored by Cabot Risk Strategies, whom you can reach at 800-222-5963 or visit them for more information at CabotRisk.com. And a reminder to check out my new book, Drive Your Career, Nine High-Impact Ways to Take Responsibility for Your Own Success, which is available in paperback, electronically, and in audio everywhere online. Do you have something to say, yet are not saying it? Do you have something to do, yet are not doing it? Now is the time to be brave at work. Have a great week.